Welcome to Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today. Now let's get into episode two with Thelma Wells. Teaching them to love. I know sometimes it's hard to love, but look at yourself. Do you want to be loved? And how do you want to be really loved? I am so excited because today we have the privilege of having Thelma Wells, also known as Mama T, to speak to us about leaving a legacy. We're going to be getting so much wisdom today. She's presented to over a million people in her 35-year career and spoken on the stage with the best, including Max Lucado, the late Rosa Parks, Kay Arthur, June Hunt, Sarita Jakes, and of course, her Woman of Faith Porch Pals. Hello, Mama T. It's so good to have you on the Gems of Motherhood podcast. Hello, darling. How are you? And I'm glad to be here with you. Oh, I'm doing well. I am so happy that you're here. I hear that you just turned 79 years young, not long ago. How does it feel? <laughs> I'm excited about being nearly 80. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And no, I know. <laughs> that is awesome. That, you know, that is a great achievement, um, especially for a young woman like you who has been so successful in just her her career, her her speaking and the seasons of life that you've been through. There's just so much that we're going to learn from this podcast today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you asking me to be with you. Yeah, so, you know, I, I kind of want to jump right in and, you know, I know your children are older, a little bit older now and you have grandkids, you know. As and you were, grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you reflect on your children, you know, tell me what comes to mind. Oh, a lot comes to mind as I reflect on my children. I reflect on the facts, the fact that each of my children is different. That they have different careers. They have basic frames of mind because they all are Christians, but they're so different. <laughs> yeah, my, my daughter, who is uh, the hairstylist, when she was a little girl, she always said, I don't want to go to college. I want to do hair. And for the, for the first semester of college, I said, yeah, you're going to college, girl. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, you're going to do that. <laughs> and she came home one day and said, I'm quitting. That's not what I want to do in life. And so I said, okay, you might be sorry, but okay. Well, I'll tell you what. She has been in her career for many, many years now, and she's never sorry. She's never been sorry. She Amazing. loves that. Well, my son was a jeweler for many, many years and opened several jewelry stores. And he is, is now not doing that anymore because he hurt his hand. But he, he enjoys the outdoors. I mean, re really enjoy. I don't like the outdoors, honey. I don't want uh, uh, mosquitoes and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, <laughs> Me too. But, but, he, but he's right now out at, at another house that we have, enjoying life, being in the wildlife, okay? 
Yeah. Well, well, Vicky is my entrepreneur too, but she's always enjoyed television and now she has her own television network. I know. I heard about that. Isn't that something? Yes, it is. And uh, she told, showed me the other day where I'm running 24-7 on one of her networks. And I didn't realize that. I said, what are you doing? <laughs> she, said, she said, I'm promoting my mama. <laughs> Thank you so much. You see, I was on TVN for a long time. In fact, I was on, on uh, the other channels, too. And uh, now, because of changes and whatever they're doing, uh, I'm not doing that anymore. But mm. but I love it. I love talking to you. I I love speaking. I mean I mean I tell you, if if I couldn't talk, I would really be in bad shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think God has given you the gift of encouragement, and 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 that's something that a lot of people have been drawn to. And you know, God has set the stage for you to speak to many women over the course of your eighty years of life, right? And it's yeah. so funny that you know your your daughter, who is a hairdresser, didn't want to go to college, whereas you wanted to go to college. And oh, yeah. God made a way for you. And, you know, and he, all that to say was that it was your great grandmother who encouraged you. That's right. That's right. My mother had polio. Mm. And put, yeah. And that was before the salt vaccine. So oh, she wow. could not reach me. My grandmother was not necessarily nice to me, but my great grandmother. Oh, you're talking about le legacy. My great grandmother and my great granddaddy and my and my grandfather were the four people in my life that set the tone for what I would do, what I would be, and what I would be around. And I'm so blessed to have had my granddaddy, my great grandmother, his mother, is his stepfather and uh, them to nurture me and leave a legacy for me, leave many legacies for me mm. that I am now creating for my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, your yeah. children are truly your legacy, right? And, and it's something that we don't hear too often these days because sometimes we try to change the way our, our parents teach us. And, and I remember before I had my daughter, when she was still in my belly, I would pray, Lord, wash away any generational curses. Mm -hmm. And yet, Legacy is such an important subject matter that we hardly talk about. So how would you describe the legacy that you're leaving behind? Wow, because it's um, with people who have different ideas and all. But there's one thing that we have in common. And I started teaching this one thing when my children were in my belly, as you say. <laughs> and I started praying for them to each become knowledgeable about Jesus, to accept, him, to accept him. And each of them have accepted him as Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. And that's the greatest legacy 
that I could leave. Now, you know, they have their own ideas and they have, they have ways of doing things. Sometimes I don't, I don't like the ways they're doing it. And sometimes I don't understand the way they're doing it. But, <laughs> I can, but I can always say that it's in the periphery, if you will, of talking to God, asking God, being listeners of what God says. Not all the time. Okay, not all the time. Because sometimes, you know, you do do your own thing. Mm-hmm. However, I've seen my children come back, particularly my son, come back to knowing that Jesus is Lord. And he gives him everything he needs to do, everything he needs to do. I look at Le- Vicki and Lisa, and they are so honest and caring about what they do and what they say. They love the Lord. I'm telling you, I did a program one time called Surely Goodness and Mercy. And I see in my children the goodness and the mercy mm-hmm. that they learned when I was teaching them and teaching, taking them to church when they don't want, didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see, I, I, I was uh, re- really on the pews of the church because my, gra- my great-grandmother had me in church seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do recommend that. <laughs> there are other things to do than church. <laughs> but I was there seven days a week. I slept on the pews of the church. <laughs> but when I think about that, I have no animosity mm. about that because I was able, I was the only little girl that was at church seven days a week. Okay. Monday admission, Tuesday at Ladies on Silver, Wednesday at prayer meeting, Thursday at choir <laughs> rehearsal, Friday, uh, Friday at teacher's meeting, Saturday we cleaned up the church and, we, and black folks stayed in church all day on Sunday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I was raised in the church, but it didn't hurt me any. Mm -hmm. In fact, it set the legacy, if you will, for me to be able to do the things that I've done in the kingdom of God that I've done. Amen. This is in Proverbs 13, 22. It says, you know, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. What a great verse that is. And and it's just so true. You, You are pretty much the walking Bible, right? An example to your children. I I guess my question is that when your son or your daughter were disobeying you or not wanting to go to church or, you know, uh, not wanting to do what you want them to do, how did that make you feel? How did you react? What did you do? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There was a ritual in our house. You don't tell me you don't want to go to church. <laughs> okay. Because there are consequences to not wanting to go to church until they got older. Now, my daughters, both of my daughters never, never objected to going to church. But my son did. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. He, I'm, and, and I didn't really realize there was a lot of differences between girls and boys. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm thinking... You know, these are my children. What, what, why are they so different? However, however, he did uh, a lot of 
things that I didn't want him to do and we didn't want him to do, but he survived. Okay. And you know how he survived? He survived by going back to the uh, teachings of Christ. I mean, I, I really think my son's going to preach. I really do. Mm. In fact, I told him that the other day because he prays and he, I mean, he, he got off track a while, okay? But he's back on track. Amen. And I, I asked him, even on Mother's Day, when I got ready to come back to where I'm going to tell you I am now, I said, before I go, would you pray for me? He said, oh, yes. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for letting me pray for you. And I thought he wasn't going to ever stop praying and, and reading the scripture. Okay. I, did, I didn't mean pray all day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but when you, when you teach the child the way they should go, it is true that when they are older, when they are more mature, they will go back to it. Train up a child and we should go. Mm-hmm. And when he gets old, when he gets old, he will not depart. That does not mean they won't do crazy things. It does not, <laughs> you know, it does not mean that they, they'll, you know, they're, 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 they're just going to be perfect. Not at all. However, I have two perfect children. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. My girls, my girls are so near perfect until I can almost say that and say it true. Okay. But, <laughs> but uh, I, my bar was a little harder, a little harder. But I'm seeing that everything we taught him and how we handled a lot of the things that were not necessarily what we wanted to do. We have brought him back to train up a child. He's got five children now. Oh, wow. Five. God bless him. Yes, and he's got uh, two grandchildren. Well, actually, one and a half, because the other one's going to be born uh, the next week or two. (laughs) But he's got those children, and he is doing the same thing. That we did. He's mm. training his children up in the way they should go. Amen. Yes, yes. That that is really a legacy, you know, yeah. um, that you're leaving behind. I mean, who were the biggest influences in your life? The biggest influence in my life was my great grandmother. Yes, yeah, she was. She was kind. She was tender. She was loving. She was also a disciplinarian. And let me tell you this little thing here. Uh, when, when I was about five or six years old, she made the best gingerbread in the world, okay? Oh, I love gingerbread. Me too. And cooking <laughs> now, you know, not like I liked it. But anyway, I ate so much until I got so fat, girl. <laughs> I had, I, she, she recognized that I was totally plump, uh, to say the least. And she called the hospital... And but they put me in the hospital and took uh, my weight down in one week. Oh wow! I know it. It was it was a, a, a hospital in Dallas, a children's hospital in Dallas, Texas, because that's where I'm from. But anyway, let me tell you how she took care of my situation of stealing food <laughs> because I did. Uh, I was told I could not eat anything sweet or any crackers or da 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 da. I was on this terribly, terribly strict diet. And one day I went over to Michelle's house. Michelle was my next door neighbor. And Michelle 
had a Hershey bar. And that Hershey bar looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> and so Michelle was somewhat like, <laughs> like, like Satan. <laughs> I'm not calling her that now. <laughs> but anyway, Michelle said, take a piece of this. You want a piece of the, you know, the old shirt Hershey bar. Yeah. And I said, oh no, I don't want any. I can't eat any. I'll get in trouble if I get it. And she said, oh girl, one little uh, uh, bite more hurt. And she said that long enough for me to believe her. <laughs> and, and I took the little bite of Hershey, went to my great grandmother's, because that's where I lived most of my, all my life, just about it. And she asked me this question, what have you been eating? And I answered, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, you haven't been eating anything? No, ma'am. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> what have you been eating? Nothing. None. No. I, 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 you know, you know, I haven't. She said, okay. What is that brown stuff in the corners of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh. And she said, you know what? I'm going to give you a spanking. Not because you ate it, but because you lied. Right. And she gave me a spanking. And guess what? That spanking made me never want to have another spanking. <laughs> because that was, to me, not a spanking. Okay. And I had said, she will never hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, she didn't, she didn't. Uh, demolish me or anything, but I just didn't want to have, to have that that punishment. And I think that was one of the sweetest things that she could have done. She punished me because I lied, and she told me, I'm not punishing you because you ate the candy. I'm punishing you because you lied. Mm. She said, and I'm not, um, I want to tell you something, I'm not going to have a lying killer in my house. <laughs> right. So, you want to move the next time. The next time you lie to me, you're going to get out of my house. That was just because, you know what? I never lied to her again. She put the fear I, of God in you. The, the fear of God, and I'm glad. That's called legacy. Amen. That, that was a legacy. Absolutely. So how do you think your legacy stuck up with her legacy? Oh, it did. I'm telling you, I'm, the, the, I think this was the straightest woman that I've ever known in my life. Mm. She would tell you what she thought was right, even if you didn't think it was right. But her chastisement was so strong and honorable until I never wanted to hurt her. I never wanted. That's mm. legacy. That's legacy to me. She said, whatever you do. Don't ever lie. If you kill somebody and I ask you if you killed them, say yes. I, I will honor these. Just say yes, but don't lie. Uh, she said, if you lie, you'll steal. If you steal, you'll kill. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have a lying, stinking killer in my house. That's what she said. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. I love what you said that, you know, you didn't want to do it again. And it's because you love her. And you don't yeah. want to hurt her. And and I feel like 
you know, that's almost the same with our relationship with the Lord, right? When we love the Lord, we, we don't want to do anything that would hurt him. I mean, whoever in general, too. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We do. We, we don't want to hurt him. Mm-hmm. But we do hurt him. And I'm learning more about forgiveness in, in this other stage of life that I've ever known before because there are times in our lives when we don't like people, mm-hmm. you know, when we want to, them to get out of our lives and all of that. But I learned by going through a program, and I, I can't think of what's in it, of Forgiving Forward, that's the name of the program, about how we are to forgive everybody for whatever they do to us or whatever we think they do to us. That was one of the most powerful, powerful programs that I went to. I highly recommend it. Forgiving Forward. Write that down. Forgiving Forward. And look it up because that actually saved a lot of my life in terms of me being upset and angry with people. Mm. Unforgiveness sort of create hate and uh-huh. just lots of different darkness into somebody's life. And it's just so hard. And, you know, I remember, you know, in my life when I had to forgive people or just, you know, someone in general, I, I really had to force myself to think about what Jesus had already done and how forgiving he is, you know, and why can't I do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We've not even been taught, if you think about it, to forgive that, to, to do that. Yeah. We really have not. It's like, if, we, if she did that to you, what are you going to do for do to her? Right. You know, it's, it's a tit for tat. But no, that's not what God says at about 60 years old, okay? Yeah. I discovered that I didn't have to dislike people. I didn't have to be angry with people. I mean, church people will make you mad, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the church is the hospital. (laughs) The church is the hospital, and I needed needed surgery, okay? But but I but I went through this program called Forgiving Forward, and it was the best thing that I've ever done in my life, really. And it was what God wanted me to go through. It. A, a lady just came to me, uh, uh, called me actually, and said, "I'd like to take you through this program." And I said, "What is the program?" And she said, "It's Forgiving Forward." I said, "I don't need any. I don't need to forgive anybody. I forgive them." <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Gave my got him out of my life. Okay. Amen. I'm not, I'm not talking to them. However, she convinced me, and that's that's a good part of legacy that we need to show and give to our children. And I I didn't take my children through this, but I talked to my children and told them the results of, of the program that I had been through. And because they knew some things and some people that I was really upset with. really 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 okay but that's a part of the legacy that I want to leave with my children my grandchildren my great-grandchildren that they don't have to be they don't have to uh, carry the hatchet they can bury the hatchet 
because that's what God wants us to do. Yeah. You know, this, it is hard. It is hard. It's very hard. It is hard. And I guess this leads me to the next question, which kind of tie in a little bit to what you were talking about with unforgiveness and legacy. You know, tell me, what are some actionable tips would you suggest for moms and parents to think about leaving a legacy? Oh, well, the, one of the first things I think is that they need to create a criteria for leaving whatever they have with their children, but letting them know what it is, why it is, and what it means to you. Okay? Now, this is what I mean. With my son, he likes being outside. He loves being outside. Mm -hmm. He loves hunting and all of that. He is now at a house that we have, and I'm trying, listen, listen, I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to leave that to him or not, because that would be one of the greatest legacies that he would be able to want. Okay. Now I'm trying because I really want to sell it myself because I want the money. (laughs) 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 Uh, But what I think about how his daddy, who is now my late husband, of, of one year mm-hmm. and I looked for things that they would like in their lives and planned for things that they would like in their lives so why would I snatch that away you know right that, that's a material thing I understand that I understand that it's the same thing that when it isn't a material when it's teaching them how to get along with people, that's a legacy. When it's teaching them to love each other, that's leaving a legacy. There are so many families that are absolutely torn up, that don't talk to each other, that don't have anything to do with each other. And that's horrible for me. So teaching them, number one, to love, teaching them truth, teaching them how to tell the truth, how to want to tell the truth, teaching them about their finances. I have not always been a great financier. I have not. But as I learned, I'm showing them and teaching them and my grandchildren how to be a lot less spendthrift. I have. My husband was so nice to me. He would give me anything I wanted. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. He would. He would. He spoiled me a lot. Okay. Uh, uh, also, teaching them how to be good to people, how to be nice to people when they're not nice to them, how to be approachable anywhere, how to be able to go in any building, any place, any restaurant, any whatever and how to be nice, mm-hmm. how to be uh, be cordial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, anybody can do that. Anybody can, and you don't have to be playing and, 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 and acting like you're doing it when you're not. So manners, finances, all these things, uh, not being angry with people, all of these things are legacies that need to be taught. Well, we did a program one day called... Uh, Generation love. Mm-hmm. 
it was not just one day, it was a whole series. And in Generation Love, we brought in people who were leaving the legacies, who were creating the legacies for their children to inherit. And all of them were not uh, finances. You leave a legacy, ooh, goodness gracious, my grandmother left me a legacy, my great-grandmother. She left me a legacy of kindness and gentleness and loving nice things. And I do love, and I've taught my children to love nice things. <laughs> Not I really have, okay. Not to be overzealous about what things cost, but, you know, looking good and getting good stuff, all that, that's a legacy. I, and I taught them also about lying. That's a legacy that, you know, I, I mentioned that. I taught them about being courteous. Anybody can be courteous. Amen. Can be kind. Yeah. Can be kind. Can be appropriate. That's a legacy. And the reason I'm saying that now, there are so many people who enjoy being the opposite. Right. They enjoy that. I mean, I don't know whether they've been taught that or whatever, but they enjoy that. No, 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 no. Not in the Wells family. That is so true. I, I couldn't agree more with you with being courteous and and all the other tips that you gave. It's it's really, really so important. I know my, my daughter is two years old and I taught her how to say please and thank you. And every time she needs something, she has to say the word please. I would ask her, what's the magic word? And she'd be like, please, you know. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Because, because they have to learn from young. Otherwise, they would start taking things for granted. And like you said, we are to leave the legacy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so coming about to one of my other questions for you is that I hear you're coming out with a book, Olive Tree Wisdom. <laughs> Can you tell me just a little bit about your, what your book is about? Well, yes. Let me tell you how the book started. About 7.30 a.m. one morning in the spring, the Lord spoke in my spirit. And he said to me, you are an old olive tree in the house of the Lord. And I, I'm looking, I'm saying, God, you didn't have to tell me I was old. I know I'm old. Because <laughs> we, we know we have conversations like that, God and I. And, and, and I said, I'm an old olive tree. What in the world does that mean? An old olive tree. That stayed on my mind. I mean, really, you know, it got deep in my mind because that was one of the few times that I heard God actually talk to me, you know? I mean, I'm sure he's, he's sensed some things, and I, but he was so clear about that. He says, you are an old olive tree in the house of the Lord. And as I continued to ask him about that, he continued to ask him about that. I said, Lord, just clarify what you mean. And he said, you have wisdom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God, thank you. He said, you have wisdom. Now, this was like almost two years ago that he said that. I could not get that off my mind. And so 
uh, a, a travel agent called Vicky and said, Vicky, I hear your mother is having a birthday. Do you think she'd like to go to Spain for her birthday? And Vicky said, yeah, she'd like to go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when Vicky called me, she said, Mama, you want to go to Spain? I said, yeah, I want to go to Spain. I've been to Spain before. Don't you remember when I was in Spain and you and I did so-and-so? She said, oh, Mama, okay, 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 okay. Do you want to go to Spain now? And I had to think about it because my husband had already gotten ill. Mm. Well, to make this work, okay, I don't know how in the world, and I'm really contemplating asking everybody, but there were 12 people, many of them I had never heard of. I didn't know them, but they got together and sent me to goodness gracious, my, my, my mind is out, sent me to uh, Spain. They went and got the money and sent me, this, these 12 people, they called themselves the disciples. <laughs> 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 because we, we, we had church on every stop, okay? But, uh, but they sent me to Spain. And I was able to study the olive tree groves oh, in wow. Spain. I'm telling you, I mean, God is awesome. He's awesome. Yes. And, and yeah, and, and he sets us up for what he wants us to do, okay? So, went there, was there nine days, came back, right after that my husband passed. Uh, but, but, you know, I asked the Lord to take him because he was very, very, very sick. Mm. And he had told me, the Lord told him, you're going to die and it won't be long. <laughs> it's a God I mean, I'm saying that, you know, kind of jokingly, but that was serious. And God, when God told him that, he was sitting in his chair crying. And I said, what's wrong? He said, the God, God just told me I'm going to die and it won't be long. And it was six months. Mm. But I love the Lord. <laughs> he heard my cry, all of it, all of that. Mm. And he pitted every groan. And as long as I live and trouble rise, I'm going to hasten to God's throne. Anyhow, so this, this uh, olive tree wisdom came about that way that mm. God told me. God told me. He sent me in preparation for writing the book. I studied olive trees. And now the book is in production. Hallelujah. 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 Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't Hallelujah. wait to get my hands on it. I'm sure there's going to be a, lots of great gem nuggets out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it will be. I've been trying to, to write on it myself and I got some help because I'm still kind of emotional. Mm -hmm. And I want things to be solid. You know, I, I, I want the solid, the plain word of God to be shown because God has told me that day, that day I had wisdom enough and he would help me enough that I would be able to show, tell, correct with wisdom all the things that I'm going to know. Uh, this this next year, so I'm going to be 80 years old. You already know that next year, 
and the book is going to come out early next year. And wow. that's, that's when I'm going to be able to tell about, to offer, as people will accept, the wisdom of God through the eyes and ears of the olive tree groves. Wow, I'm sure that book is going to speak to many and even um, in speaking about legacy through that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it will. It will definitely do it. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait. And uh, we're about at the end of the show. Uh, Mama T, I just have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. It's a fun question. What's, a, what's the one mom hack that you can share with some of our gems of mothers? Oh, Lordy. Okay, make sure you tell the truth so that your kids will tell the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Make sure they stay in church. Okay. You when they get grown, you cannot push them or whatever. But but be so happy in church and so loving in church that they would want to continue to go when they get old enough. Make sure you tell them the truth. Whatever they're asking you, be sure that you do not lie to them. Now you might have to think about it. Or maybe, you know, several years. <laughs> but make sure you are honest with your children. Make sure you correct them appropriately. So before you get all out of shape about something, go to God and say, God, how do you want me to handle this? When do you want me to handle this? And why do you want me to handle it? Can't you handle it? <laughs> I, even do that. I even do that now, okay? <laughs> Love your children with all your heart. They are all different. They are all different. And they're, they're identical twins, and they're different, too. <laughs> yeah, okay? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But love your children enough to tell them the truth when it's appropriate to to tell them the truth. And you walk before them as the prince or the princess that God would want in his kingdom. Amen. Thank you so much, Mama T, for coming on the show. This was an amazing podcast episode. There were just so many gem nuggets that you had shared, and I really appreciate you being here. Well, you are darling. Thank you so much, Miss Sharon. This pretty much wraps up our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll also find show notes and actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. More importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.